it's weird seeing yourself and hearing yourself, right? And being like, oh, that, that's what they look like. You know, from our perspective, it sounds like we're incredible, right? Um, but, but being able to record yourself and put yourself out there is something people don't like to do. And the people that do, they have an edge. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And here we are back on the Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Super excited today. Our guest is Lewis Vanderbach. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Excited to be here, my friend. Excited to have you here, man. It's good times. All the way from Canada. All the way from the East Coast. Blue Crocus Solutions, uh, web development, SEO, um, and obviously serving clients out there to to create success, right? But I always do my best to throw a loop for you. In the very beginning of the podcast, I'm going to take you all the way back to 2017-ish. I'm not going to take you all the way back to my stocking time when I saw you put your computer on your uh, bunk bed so you could work. I won't take you all the way back there, but I did my stocking. But one thing I saw that um, uh, kind of going back here is that it looks like you had kind of an engineer background. Am I right? Or an engineer brain? You're right, man. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, basically, I mean, I can, I think we're just, we're just going here. So I can kind of bring you up to speed on, on how I got to that, that picture there. I think I know, was it the computer on the bed there in my, in my. Uh, there, that, there was that one. And I think that um, what I'm expressing is on your entrepreneur journey, I think that anybody that's on here. Um, that's talking about being a digital entrepreneur many times, if we had a bunk bed, that would be your standing desk. Yeah. 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 That that's funny. Actually that, that story I had, I moved in with my cousin. We lived in a mobile home um, for my first year of university. And I had, he had this big master bedroom and the kitchen and everything. I had this little like 10 by 10 room. So I was like, how's this going to work? So I was like, well, I have space over my bed that I don't use. So I'll just prop my bed up, put my laundry and, and all of that underneath and make a closet under there. And then I'd make it a standing desk and it was great because I'm six foot eight. So it, uh, sitting, <laughs> so, sitting for long periods of time is no fun. You, you just at fold six, into eight, it. At, at six, eight, that bunk bed sat about four feet under you. So for oh, most of us, we would have been typing like, this. yeah, <laughs> well, let's go back. Obviously it was, it was obviously a computer. What were you working on at that time? What were you doing? I would have been working on, uh, it would have been first year, uh, university, uh, mechanical engineering. So I, I started university um, as a mature student. So I, uh, right out of high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I knew that I, I didn't want to continue on in the family business, you know, the greenhouse and, and farming industry felt like there was, there was more stuff going on and I wanted to be involved with that. My cousin was like, Hey, you should come to university. You know, I was first in my family to go to university. Um, he's like, Hey, you should do mechanical engineering. Cause I, I really had no idea. I hadn't really talked to people all that much about the process. And, uh, and so picked mechanical engineering because he was like this is this is what you're interested you're interested in you know machines and all of that went through uh you know and, and so that was my first year getting going and, and went through got a degree in mechanical engineering did uh just kind of stop you isn't it interesting during that time the way that you would just pose that right um when people come into our lives sometimes they're the pivot and where we go and what you just explained there was like ah, i just was kind of chilling out i didn't really want to work for the family and then my buddy said what i was <laughs> yeah yeah no it's crazy said, this, this is how i see you <laughs> yeah. and then you basically looked at that as, a, as an opportunity to say maybe he sees something that could connect with me i think that's a really cool pivoting moment for you um for that i think that's really cool so you, you so you moved you decided to do engineering and i think that the reason that i'm having this conversation and bringing this up is because i think that 
our brains, engineer brains are different than different brains and, and the way we function and the way we look at things many times are um, who we need to have around us. Meaning like, hey, sometimes I need that brain. Sometimes I need this brain. Being an engineer, um, how, is, how have you looked at presenting yourself? And I say that in the most respectful way, but we all know engineers are, they'd rather just be inside of a dark room and let me solve this son of a bitch and I'll come back with the answer. Yeah. But I know I'm going to mess up, but I don't want to mess up in front of you. So just leave me alone and then I'll come back. And, and that brain is, is fascinating. My question is in that brain, um, what, what kind of a lot, what, how do you see yourself, um, um, in business with that brain compared to like a charismatic personality, you know, my, my personality may have more char charismatic side. So I have to work on engineer stuff. My yeah, yeah. How have you found that for yourself? So it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I'm going to throw your, your storyline there for a loop a little bit, because I, you know, I, I'm in the, this business now. And, and so um, you know, I kind of made a transition there, but um, I found I wasn't the stereotypical engineer. Um, I didn't love that. Like I, I enjoyed moments of diving deep into a problem and getting, you know, I loved the hands-on building and, and stuff. You know, I worked in design uh, using my skills, um, mechanical design, but I didn't love, I, I just couldn't see myself doing that long-term. Um, my favorite moments were, uh, you know, interacting with people on the projects, talking about the high level stuff. And, and it, kind of came and, and grew on me that very much a visionary. Um, I like to, I can see projects as a whole. I can, uh, you know, you and I can chat here and we can plan out, you know, this strategy for going into a new market, for example, or, or a new project. And I can sit down and it's just like flooded with all these ideas, but I need someone to implement it. So I, I never was good at that. Okay, let's go lock ourselves mm. in the room and actually implement. I was like, all right, where's the next project? Where can I, where's the next project I can start? Yeah. So you got really good at chunking and, and bulking things. And then you said, look, I, I got to get somebody else to execute this. What, yeah. do you, what do you think that that is about, about people just in general? What do you think that that whole thing is like, I need to just offload this and not try to force ourselves to learn it. I think we learned that as entrepreneurs, right? Or business owners are just like shit. It's a, yeah, it's a work in progress for sure for me, because I still like, I'm still wired to get in there and do it myself. Like I grew up, you know, on the farm, you got to get in and fix it. You can't necessarily call someone uh, to fix it. So I'm still wired like that. And I'm unwiring myself because I operate better and more in my zone of genius. If I can say, okay, this is the broad picture. I'll start the picture, you know, I'll, I'll lay the foundation strokes and I'll tell you where the mountains go and where the, where the beach is going to go and the sun's going to be over here. And then I need someone to finish up the, uh, finish things up. But I think, I mean, it's a learned process, man. It's a learned process. Um, you know, some people are much more wired with the integrator implementer stuff and we need those people to make the world go around. Um, but I, I love starting stuff and I love, you know, kind of casting that larger vision. This isn't business, but it's cool to talk about. Um, it was going back in, in your story as well is that you kind of got addicted to these, uh, robotics. It looks like. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. There were some school projects. Um, I, so I did mechanical engineering with uh, a minor in, in mechatronics is what, what it was called at, uh, at my school. And it's basically, you know, I can lie to you. I have no clue what a mechatronics is, but yeah, I it's love robots. It. It's, it's okay. the mechanical movement <laughs> powered by, uh, powered by electricity, you know, the motors and, and the activators and whatnot to make them move. And it, it was, it was a fun uh, foray into that world because I really didn't know a lot about it. It's really interesting that you say that in, um, because most of this, if when we all, 
your business grows when systems stabilize, right? And at the end of the day, I think some values that you have utilizing the type of brain that you've worked yourself out of, I guess, that kind of said, look, you got to tap both. Um, I guess it would be when you say like, you know, your flow of genius, I I think that people um, oftentimes forget that you can be good at other things. You don't just have to be good at something. And so you kind of get into a point where you, oh, I have engineering and you're like, well, wait a minute, how can I? figure out those other things and add them at like maybe a B level um, so I can move through, especially as a lot of solo entrepreneurship too. We got to move a lot of, sh- a lot of stuff, right? A lot of levers. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go, let's, let's go into a little bit. You, um, you had taken, and I, and I wanted to kind of lay the foundation of, of, you know, not, I, I'm definitely not trying to tag you, my friend, not by any means. No, I, I'm an open book. Uh, you're Very cool. So, uh, but on the other note, when we have traits, I think it's interesting. So you then got to a point where you said, you know, I have a school background. I said, I'm going to become educate, not educate. I'm going to uh, take a risk really. And as you take a risk, what was your first risk in business? What did you, what did you do? What was your first shot at this game? I mean, the first risk, uh, it was really, you know, after school, um, I, I graduated. And like I said, I've been working a job all through, through school to support myself. My wife and I got married, you know, supported that. Um, and then after school, you know, our first, our, our first son, our only son, our, our, our son was born. Um, and, and I was going to, to work before he was awake and coming back, you know, and he, I'd see him for an hour and then, then it was all over, right. He'd be back to, to sleeping and growing. Um, and so I started looking at different ways to, you know, is there anything I can do outside of this? I'd, I'd seen a friend of mine doing drop shipping, uh, you know, during, during university and he was doing very well at that. So I looked at that didn't vibe with me quite, you know, with, with, where I was in life. So I, you know, I kind of kept looking around, started seeing some ads and, and ended up dropping like 10 grand on a course. Um, so, so that was kind of the first risk. It was, you know, my wife and I had some money saved up for a bathroom. And so that I'd say that's my first sale in business was, uh, was selling my wife on the fact that, Hey, you know, this could be something really cool. Let's go for it. We have the money. You know, it, it was like, it this, was a right. Risk. Let me see if I got it right. Look, I know you want a bathroom, but if we spend this money, you might be able to have two bathrooms <laughs> <laughs> or three or four, right? Three or four. So yeah, I, I mean, at the pivotal point, harder. this is an interesting thing that you said that because the pivotal point is you actually, you ask somebody to help you stand up. Right. Yeah. And I think that this is, is interesting because even in my own personal life, I looked at anything that I've ever done, no matter how much I want to be arrogant, because eventually you start getting some knowledge. You're like, I can do that. That having someone to have your back, really makes a damn difference, doesn't it? Huge. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I've spent a lot on on courses and had to unlearn a lot of stuff and learn a lot of stuff. I mean, their business, if you're going to do it properly, you've got to reshape your mind from a lot of what, what comes before and what you've been taught and what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And then um, your poison, I guess you would say um, the, it was going after web dev and, and SEO and, and creating uh uh, 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 a backend structure for that. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so catering to contractors, um, web development, SEO, lead generation through, through Google, we do Google ads now and, and, uh, basically everything Google related, just blow up the, blow up, uh, the brand and, and dominate the competition in the area. That's cool. And then as you, as you went through that, um, <clears throat> when you started, I, I think that this is interesting to talk about, you spend 10 grand. What was the next day like for you? 
it was 10 grand less in the back bank account. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was, it was, let's go. You know, I was excited that I'm, I'm a risk taker by nature. You know, um, one of, one of my mentor, mentors here locally, he, he worded it well, you know, you pull the trigger and ride the bullet. Right. Um, so pull the you trigger know, and, what? and ride the bullet, ride the bullet. Okay. Yeah. Um, like so, that. so that's kind of my nature, you know, for better or for worse, sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't, but I I'm very much, okay. I get my latch onto an idea. If I don't move today, I'm never going to move. So let's go. Okay. So, so I think that that right there, I mean, um, you added two different pieces. You said, look, I, I got someone to kind of push me through. And then you said like, this is, this is the, uh, this is how I'm going to do it. And then the other one, and I know Tony, Tony Robbins is probably the guy that just keeps saying, it's like, you got to take massive action. Yeah. Um, when you did that, let's talk about the first month. What was that like? I think that these times are interesting because there's a lot of things that goes on in your head because no one has a magic pill. You still have to become that business. And I think this is something that people don't realize. I ask myself all the time, the same thing. It's like, am I becoming who I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do? Am I like personally aligned with that? Yeah. And I think that, um, what was your thoughts on like the, now let's go like 30 days out. What was your success or what was your, oh, oh, honey, we might have to have half a bathroom. <laughs> you know, where were you with that? Yeah, the, the reality check of the, the bathroom number didn't come until a few months later. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it was, it was, so I was still working my full-time job, okay. um, you know, doing mechanical design. So it was just devouring all the content I could, getting involved in the, you know, in the people that I was now surrounded with that were part of the, the program, right? Um, and so it was, it was a huge mindset shift for me to see people making money that was astro astronomical to me at the time. I was making like 4,500 a month. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so 10 grand was a big investment, uh, you know, and, and then going from there, I knew there was potential, but then to actually say, okay, you know, I can make 10 grand a month, I get 20. What? Like that's, that's crazy. Right. So, so getting involved in that, I knew nothing about business and marketing. Um, I had dabbled in uh, doing some reselling on Facebook. I, like I loved flipping stuff. Um, I would buy like at one point when I was younger, I bought like 300 RFID covers for your visa cards. I don't know if you've seen those around. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought them for like, like the I ones, bought, what are they? RFID, uh, like blocking cards. So they're like, a, they've got a little film on the inside so that people can't come up with a card reader and like steal your info from your wallet kind of thing as you're like walking down the street. Oh, okay. Um, and so, so I was like, all right, let's go. So I bought like 300 or 500. I can't remember. And they were like, I think they were like 10 cents a piece. And I sold them for $3 a piece to my friends and family and members of the church and everything. And I was like, sweet, I just made a massive profit here. Yeah. So, so I'd always had that, that bit of a drive. Um, my dad and I tried to start a uh, wood turning business, making bowls out of wood, you know, selling them to touristry um, stuff and with farm work and everything. It's pretty hard to balance all of that. But I'd always had that, that receptiveness to the concept. But then the first 30 days was all right every chance I could get listening to different podcasts, asking people, you know, how do I, how do I just become a sponge and like kind of line myself up with, with where all this is going. Right. Cause some of the concepts were so foreign to me. So it was Gary V for a while, you know, he'll get you fired up if you're ever feeling down. Mm -hmm. um, you know um, how I built this podcast was, was one that I, what I, that I love listening to the struggles and the, and the pain and the suffering that entrepreneurs went through. Um, and then, you know, you see them where they are today. So it was the 30 days was, all right, let's get in, let's learn what we can do. And then it was, you know, sending out a lot of emails, getting in touch with people here locally, going out for my first sales meeting with a product that I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. Um, How'd you feel about that? What was your, what was your, uh, 
<clears throat> I know I, can't, I don't mean to bring this up, but I'll be honest with you. I think that those, uh, that those little engineer, like electrical things that you made, those like little robot things, yeah. they're so simple. Like you could probably sit down and figure them all out, but they just look like they have so much going on that they're so yeah. complex, right? So when I kind of having this conversation, I can't keep going back to that because I know that in that you, you are really changing. Like, I think that that's what I'm trying to get out. It's like, there's a lot of shifts in who we are. And I think that you're a great expression of that. And I think that's why I'm bringing it up. So I want you to know that. And on the other yeah. side, it's like, what, when you went to go do sales, that's a totally different side. So what was your thought about that? I was pretty comfortable with, with talking to people. Like I said before, like, I love, I loved having relationships with people and, and, and talking. And, and that was my favorite part of what I did with engineering design. Um, but the concept of like, I didn't really know I'd never done what I was about to sell. I knew that it could be done because I, I saw it. Yeah. Um, but selling something that I'd never done, that was a big shift for me. And, and kind of, you know, as entrepreneurs now, if we, if we know there's a solution, you know, we can, we can say, yes, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but, but that was probably one of the biggest early on shifts for me was, okay, I don't necessarily have to know how to do it. I need to know that it can be done. And I need to know that there's someone in my corner to help me figure it out. And then boom, I can go out and say, Hey, you know, this is, this is the problem you're having. Let's, let's figure it out. Right. I think you made a good point right there. Um, proven, proven formula and go and execute. And I, I think that that goes along with everything. I think that maybe we mutter, mutter that up a little bit, you know? Um, but I mean, that's a doctor, right? There comes a time where you have to grab the instrument and just, yeah. go, right. It's like, yeah. even though it's a heart, there's another surgeon. It's like, okay, you're on your own now. And you're like, well, what do you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or maybe your first solo flying, you know, there's like that moment you're like, oh, I really do have to pass this. I have, you have to your walk. life in your hands, literally, right? Literally you have to walk um, and take like that next step forward. And <clears throat> those, those moments are like, they're the same for everyone. They're yeah. the same for everyone. Have you ever found anything in yourself? And this is kind of more on motivational thing but when when your mind's basically telling you you seem you know you're, you're a pretty put together guy you seem like you would have confidence you're highly intelligent when you when you get to that point you're like dude this ain't working what's your mind what what do you like are you do you do you go for a walk do you um you know do you have a process to get you out of that what are what are your thoughts it's been a learning curve um you know because there's there's ups and downs there's some days that you feel like you're crushing it and the next day you come in and it's just like man nothing's going right like i was riding such a high yesterday um for me there's a a, a number of things being consistent is my biggest thing i've got to be consistent um with you know getting up spending time honestly spending time before the world's awake whether it be just cleaning out my inbox reading writing etc that's when i can do that consistently that's when i'm on pace I found I, I have the hardest time keeping perspective when I'm tired, you know, as much as it, as the grind is appealing to everyone, you know, if we follow Gary V's advice, um, the grind, the grind can be what we, we gravitate toward, but if I don't get sleep, it just is a, is a, it just piles on itself like a snowball. And, and there's, there's a point where it's just like, kind of just sit down and you're like, I have so much to do. I may as well just clock out because there's too much to do. Everything is a priority and I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, doing, you know, getting sleep and, and working out, you know, sweating has a way of resetting. Um, and, and it, uh, doing that consistently as well. Now it's, there's still, there's still moments. So sometimes, you know, I, I literally will take a nap on the office floor. If the day is just like completely overwhelming, I'll put on yeah. some music in my headphones and just be like, all right, 
peace out world. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, take a little break here. And I think that you brought up a really cool thing about the grind, right? And I think that what it is, and I've learned this over the years, it's like the grind is when you're not really seeing in it. Like you're, you know, the grind is like, I know that I have to do this small incremental things and they give value to the big picture. That's the grind, right? It's like, I don't want to do this, but I know if I do it, there's going to be something there. And I think that there's, you know, there's a thin line because many times we like to tell people, come make a million dollars without working a day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's after you've worked for many days that that day. Yeah, I mean, you on. don't get like, to work whoa. that day. That day should be the word. Like you don't get to work that day. But I think that as well is, is like, what else would you be doing? I mean, I think that there's a part of, of um, I'm going to pull out like um, Joe Rogan for a minute. People I'm sure have heard of this guy, but ultimately Joe Rogan's like, you know, guy that gets up and he gets after it at the end of the day, you feel it. And I think that that's it. Like, and, and finding, you know, even as, as I grow and, and you grow, it's like really finding that, you know, what is the true North and then being able to kind of go, my grind's worth it, you know? That. Yeah, I think there's it is a thin line too because you can grind and you can stay up till one or two in the morning thinking that you have a lot to do, and you just end up staring at your computer because you're just dead tired, right? So it it becomes a balance of understanding. Okay, I'm just not at my optimal point. Let's let's clock it in. Let's get some sleep. Let's reset. Because sleep, I mean, I regularly get like five and a half to six hours. If I get less than that consistently or at odd hours. I've got to reset. I've got to take a weekend and just reset. Otherwise it, the grind is literally just coming in and hating my life and staring at my computer and, and the world's falling around around me. That's an interesting thing. And you're talking about sleep and there's a lot that goes on with people that are scientifically saying, look, if you don't get enough sleep, you're not going out. And um, Elon Musk has even been on and he said, how much do you sleep? He goes, ah, I get eight hours of sleep. And they're like, how the heck do you get four, eight hours of sleep and get that much done? And he said, because yeah. I get eight hours of sleep, right? So there's a gentleman, um, you ever heard of Bulletproof Coffee? I have, yeah. Eve Asprey. Uh, he was on, and, and I guess that there's a deep, deep down study. Uh, I don't have all the data on it. I didn't read it. I saw it. Um, but ultimately, what it, it was, the headline said was that we only need six hours, and they keep scientifically coming down to six hours. And yeah, I think that when you look at those, it's the same thing as our brain doesn't want to believe it. For many years, we believed in what the four food groups, like the way we, yeah. were <laughs> whatever we were told, right? Yeah, right. It's whatever. And then they find out, like, you know, eat all this kale and you're gonna do much better. And then they find out, wait a minute, not everybody's good for kale, you know? So there's those things. And I think that it's kind of the same process that we're in, you know? Yeah. The Jason, there, there's an interesting thing that I saw. Um, I think it was in someone's Facebook post, but I resonated with it. It was like they're talking about how the body needs a certain amount of sleep and the mind needs a certain amount of sleep, right? So if you hate your job or you hate your, who you're working with, or you hate, you know, everything about your life, you're going to want to sleep forever because you want to avoid that. But your body might only need four or five hours to reset, but your, your emotional state, your physiological state just needs to sleep. And, and it's because it's exhausting, right? Like when I'm on task and I know exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow. And it's like, I know that what I'm doing tomorrow is going to move the needle. I'll get up at two in the morning. Yeah. Cause I'm fired up. I'm ready. My, 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 my body's good. And my mind's like, let's go. Right. So there's, there's that balance too. Like if you hate what you're doing, it's going to be exhausting and, and it's going to be a bad kind of grind. So let's uh, let's kind of shift a little bit and talk about kind of some technical stuff. There's um, 
uh, on here, uh, it's, it's about, you know, right now we're talking about customer getting, right? So when we talk about customer getting, um, we always obviously, uh, often it depends on where it is, but if you're selling something, there's a lot of organic opportunities that I always talk about that gets you there. And then there comes a hump over that, um, that you handle. It sounds um, that you've, that you sell SEO to people as well as part of your, uh, out of your program. I did a lot of SEO, uh, but mine was under Oakley sunglasses. Uh, so uh, that's probably my, my pride and joy. I was number two under Oakley sunglasses for, for that's a awesome. long time and sold a lot of those. Yeah. But, so I understand a lot of that and SEO has changed a lot. So if we talk about a little bit of SEO, what are some fundamentals maybe that people should be thinking about? Yeah. So I deal in the, cause you're, you're in more in the e-com space, right? I'm not in the e-com space. I'm in the coaches and experts space. Sure. But when you were doing SEO, right? Uh, yeah, I was in the e-com for 10 years. Yeah. 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 So, so the SEO that, that we're working with is more, more local SEO. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, Hey, you know, we're working with a deck builder or, or a roofer, right? So it's very focused on, okay, how can we absolutely dominate you know, the search results when someone's looking for a drunk removal company or a roofer, right? So, I mean, from, from an SEO perspective, I, I've kind of termed this coin with Dowdy. It's what, where you, what you do and where you do it. It's the acronym that comes with that, right? Um, and you've got to tell Google what you do and where you do it, right? Because Google, when, when someone's searching for, you know, let's say a junk removal company or, or a roofer in their area, Google has to sort through the millions and billions. I don't even know how many websites are out there, right? And sort out, okay, this is the one that's applicable to, you know, Joe, Joe the homeowner's over here looking for, for a, a junk removal company. How do we match them up, right? So first things first, you've got to tell Google what you do and where you do it. And then there's, you know, a bunch of ways you can do that on your site. But but tell Google, answer the questions that people are, are asking. Uh, there's a number of ways Google will even give those to you in the little pop-up, like question and answer things. Right, but answer those questions. Get on YouTube. Um, do do some short videos on there. It's the second largest search engine. You know, it's owned by Google as well. Um, you know, little things that people don't think about uh, can make a big difference and and can can really increase the domination of the brand as well as bringing more leads. I think one thing that people would be surprised about is how video ranking um, can be easier than you trying to rank your site. And I think that and faster. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, because you, you really can break through if, if you have some titles that, that resonate through that because those two are connected, they like to play ball, right? Yeah. Um, when, when you're doing this, what are um, some of some blowbacks from clients as you go out there and get them? What are some things still in this day and age that you think are holding people back? Um, people are going to be in the metaverse by the time they start collecting email addresses at their business. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. Isn't I, that, isn't that a graphic example of where we are today? Yeah. I really do think that there's going to be people literally in the metaverse and people are over here trying to say still embarrassed to ask for an email address. Right. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I think you're exactly right. Like uh, automating things, um, collecting email, asking for reviews. Nobody asks for reviews. Like you're proud of your work. You tell me this all the time, you know, you're the best in the area, et cetera, but you don't ask for reviews. Um, and you're scared to take video. Like, come on, you're 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 going out and doing sales calls. You're going, you're talking to these people face to face. They see you, but you're scared to put yourself on video because we have this. And and I get it, right? Like, you know, when you're I you're not afraid for them to see you. You're afraid to see yourself. Yeah, exactly. When I first started doing podcasting, I would never watch mine back. <laughs> That's uh, you know, I built the confidence over time. But 
it's weird seeing yourself and hearing yourself, right? And being like, oh, that, that's what they look like. You know, from our perspective, it sounds like we're incredible, right? Um, but, but being able to record yourself and put yourself out there is something people don't like to do. And the people that do, they have an edge. They really do have an edge. Yeah. They really do. Um, and bridging that gap, the reason why they have an edge is because, um, and, and I talk, actually, this is a conversation I just had with, um, you know, I have a mentor that's walking me through some stuff, some new stages and stuff. And he's like, you know, and I'm going to say this in a, you know, what he is, he said to me, and if, if you resonate too, he said, you have this brand moved. He's like, but you are enough as well. And meaning that in our society, brands are powerful on certain scale. Um, sure. As people are building businesses, you, you are the value. And I think that just reiterating that, that we are the product now. Yeah. 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 And that, and that's, a, I mean, that's, that's what it's about is, is building the, the company brand as well as the personal brand because people resonate with people. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, as you go through that, uh, you're obviously dealing in, with an industry that really has that mentality, right? Why can't I just get my orders put into the same box and, you know, it has like three sheets of paper, the carbon copies, and can I pull these out and throw them in? And, you yeah. know, it, it, when people work a certain way, it's hard to get them to think another way. I think that the only way um, it has to, at this point that people want to do digital, they have to make the decision as a company to make the shifts or even as an individual, um, because there there's a shift that I've seen. And that is, and I don't know if you've noticed this, if because you've done enough digital, you probably noticed this, is that it's kind of reversing where when you would go and do, especially in digital, if you were to go and do somebody's roof, they might yell and scream at you to get it fixed. You'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stay there. You can yell at me and berate me. But in digital, you, you, it, the, it's, it's the person that's really helping you really does have the answer. And so if you're a jerk going the other way, like you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're stuck, you know, and depending on which side that you're on, hopefully, you know, obviously you're the, you know, if you're the seller or so, but the buyer, I find that unless they've gone through those barriers, you, you can't teach them control C. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and sometimes it takes, I mean, it takes being like, Hey, Hey, you got to talk to this person that we've helped, you know, and talk to them. It's like, we can only help you up to a certain point. You have to embrace the idea of what we're doing. You know, pen and paper has gotten you to where you're going, but you want to go further and faster. If you don't want to go further and faster, then you know, pen and paper is going to work for a bit. And then, you know, people just aren't going to relate to you because they're expecting the other communication because we're training them to do that you know, consumers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Where, where would you say in your business right now is, is your, uh, is your superpower? Meaning that, you know, um, you know, is it schedule getting the appointments to come through? Is it closing them? Um, where do you find yourself? If I say it kind of like this, it's like, if it's a, it's a line and you're like, okay, I, this part, I'm not good, but this is like my soup. This is where is it onboarding? You know, I get my clients to feel really well. What part of your business do you see is like, okay, this is where I shine. And then the other parts are because I'm flawed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so the process side, funny enough, um, you know, you were, you were talking about the engineer side of it. Um, the process side is actually where I've struggled the most. I'm not a process driven person. I'm not a process driven person. Um, and so, you know, we've recently, you know, brought on a, a partnership with an agency in Australia, actually, funny enough. Um, who is very, very process driven. So they're building out our processes based on, you know, what we do, right? So we're helping them with the SOPs SOP and all world, that. Huh? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, bringing on a CRM that just, just gives people a way better client experience. So where we shine and, and where I've shined the most is, you know, if you're a client, Jason, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a personal relationship with you. So they're buying the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's where people have um, previously. And we've lost a few because, you know, either the personal relationship wasn't strong enough or we weren't, you know, giving them a great client experience. So we've learned from, from all of those. Um, but that would be, that would be a strong suit. And then building our tool belt out to get good long-term results with SEO, but also, you know, the Google ads um, gets us some, some uh, good short-term results too, to kind of help build up. And then, and then they, you know, kind of fade out or we keep both going, but it's, you know, that, that ability to serve them where they are, uh, you know, based on whatever tool belt we have tool in the tool belt that we have, um, but have that personal connection with them is huge. And that a lot of that has to do with also, is there such a, 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 I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, We as a society need to accept the way that speed is moving and that your expertise may only last a certain amount of time. And I think that that's been, um, I know I've struggled with that um, due to the fact that you're always trying to lay a solid foundation and then you're like, nothing's going to change. But I think that what people need to realize is that, you know, I, I had a, we had a client a while back, a long time ago, working on a different project. And he's like, I just want to know exactly what I, what software, you know, what do I need to use is this, what I need to use is that so I can just run my business. And I think that one of the things people are trying to associate that with is, can I just buy the building and then I can come in and out of it? And what, what it is, is, is your building is actually a, le- a living and breathing thing that's getting a new skin on it as we actually move this thing through. How have you found yourself dealing with that evolution? Because I know I can tell you because I owned an SEO company as it goes as well. And there was nothing like getting home and going, I just put all that work in and now I'm owned by Google. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, the, the processes that we do for sure change. So it's always, you know, having to level up sort of around ourselves with other agencies who are doing the same sort of thing that we're doing. Um, and then, you know, outside of, you know, how we're actually delivering the face, you know, the, the, the inner moving gears of our company are changing all the time. New, new people bringing, bringing new people on, bringing new processes on, um, kind of relieving myself of some of the duties. So I can do more of the things that I'm good at, like hopping on this podcast, like, uh, like, talking long-term vision, like a year from now, we're going to have a book out, like stuff like that. Right. Um, so, so being able to step back and have the systems in place so I can, you know, we've, we're pregnant with our third. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to take more than a day off because <laughs> our, our last one, I took a day off. Um, and, and, uh, that's not, that's not very good for the family, family unit. So having systems in place so I can do the things that I need to do for the future rather than just putting out fires. So that's a constantly evolving thing and always trying to make that better. I think that's some really good knowledge. I mean, I think that this is a common thing. I think that a lot of people, uh, uh, just being real with that, you know, the systems don't stay. I mean, look at, if you, if you look at, if you look at the trajectory of our businesses, they're, they're, they're surrounded by Google. They're surrounded by Amazon, surrounded by um, Facebook. Now you got, and, and what has happened over the years, they've evolved, like they just keep growing, they evolve, they evolve, which ultimately gives us the inability to stay stagnant, right? I mean, you can stay for a while, um, but you're pretty much going to be stagnant. Um, in, the, in, the, in the world of, um, do, you, do you guys do web dev too? 
We do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're basically taking from ground up or you're, you're, you're taking the existing. Typically if, if a client needs SEO work, we're saying, you know, for us to do it, we've got to set the foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of comes part and parcel. If they've got a bunch of content already built out that we can rework, it becomes a, an easier process. But yeah, if we're going to work with a client with the whole package, it's all right. We've got to, we've got to build things from the ground up so that we know that our processes work. If we're, if we're working with a broken system, we're going to find out two months from now that, oh, that's why it's not working. So we don't want you to go through that. I think that, um, I think, I think that, uh, it's a, it's a really good point. How is, um, how's the entrepreneur effect affected you, um, in, in the last couple of years, uh, you know, we were running the businesses out of, uh, you know, looking in the background of what our lives are like now, you know, I can tell you, you either, uh, you really, you really like going out or, or you're a bull rider or you got, there's something up there with a bunch of hats that are pulled this way, or you have, you'd like something, you know, so we get the opportunity to kind of look in people's lives and, you know, we have certain things. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. how have you found this transition is, is, um, kind of towards digital and really the environment of not seeing a lot of people? Um, it has exploded my business. Um, so it, it, uh, it's funny. I was just talking about with someone about that today, like in 2020, I was like, okay, this is my networking year. I'm going to get out. I was going to do a lunch with Lewis and I was going to meet with local, uh, entrepreneurs here and take them out for lunch, right. Pay for their lunch and just, just tap into their minds. And like a week after I decided that, you know, everything shut down. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, I mean, if I carried on with that path, you and I wouldn't have connected. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't have connected with a ton of people that I did last year. I mean, my, my Facebook friends went from like, uh, 700 to, I think I'm at like 32 or something now, 3,200. Um, and, and people that have impacted my life hugely, you know, I've learned a lot from them on my podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's done well for me in the sense that it's actually more time effective to meet with someone in California for an hour (laughs) than to travel, you know, 20 minutes out for coffee for someone here. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, being more effective, effective. And then, yeah, the hats there, actually, I did a thing last year where I got a bunch of contractors to send me hats, um, you know, clients and stuff. I was like, Hey, let's, let's do the hat wall. And then I, in my live videos, I would wear their hats and shout them out and stuff. I dig it, man. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. That's really cool. Um, how, how, how is this, um, how is your experience with entrepreneurship and having a family? I think that's a really good, good conversation as well. We don't need to go too deep into it. But uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting world. And, you know, how, how, how has that shifted for you? Because I'm sure other people could, could resonate with that too. It's tricky. It's a tricky balance. I have, um, when I first started, it was like, okay, it's all grind. And there were, hour, there were times where, you know, as I mentioned, it would be staying up till two in the morning, slogging through and not really being effective, right? And then that would carry over the next day. I was tired and, and I can't be my best self in business or at home if I'm tired. It's just, you know, for whatever reason, I operate better when I have sleep for some, some, some odd reason. Um, but it's tricky. It's tricky finding that balance. My wife and I have been, um, you know, finding that balance. So I, you know, in throughout the day, I'll pop up if she's putting one of the kids down for a nap, I'll take the other kid. Uh, and so we have that scheduled in. Um, I started this business because I wanted more time for the family. So I had to get clear on the fact that running myself ragged and not spending any time with the family wasn't really what I needed. And it wasn't going to happen like it wasn't going to get any better instantly or, or some far out time in the future. So we just said, okay, we're going to block off times. There's times that are for Alyssa. There's times that are for the kids. Like when I, when I go up, um, you know, as soon as we're done here, I'm on dad duty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's, that's the time for the kids. The phone stays down here. So there's been some processes in place uh, that we've had to put in place. Um, and for me, I, I have a hard time turning off. 
<laughs> because especially when things get stressful, it's like, okay, I've got to be even more on, you know, I'll pull my phone out when I'm with the kids uh, to the point where our oldest will say, Hey daddy, put the phone away. Like he, he doesn't like it. Right. Cause I'm not there present with them. Mm. So it's been, it's probably been one of the most challenging parts of it, but the most personal growth has come out of it. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. So you would say that the entrepreneur uh, journey is, it's not for everyone, but it's for the people that say, look, you know, um, it's, it's definitely, it's, there's a lot of mind tricks. There's a lot we of trick mind ourselves with a lot of mind things too. What was that? We trick ourselves a lot. You know, we, we, it, there's mind tricks. Absolutely. I mean, there, someone said that it's a, it's a paid personal development course. And, mm-hmm. and if you don't develop personally, you know, you're going to go down with the payment. <laughs> I think that that goes along with at the end of the day, what you're noticing a lot of, and I've had this discussion before. Um, and that is that, you know, for many years in the West, if we talked about meditation or the calming or anything like that, you might as well be, you know, a, you know, a witch, <laughs> if uh, a loony. Yeah, it, exactly. It would be weird. And what we're seeing is a lot of that Eastern philosophy move into the West um, probably because of the internet, you know, we're seeing that other people are, are, are adjusting to things, but I think it's just so important just to, to recognize those things and saying, look, we're, we're changing, right. We're like, we're changing and, and to be able to grow as a business that because, because the difficult, I think that, I think that the mentality of kind of using meditation and like using these calming things is due to the fact that we're changing so much that we can't find our legs. I used to always say that. It's like, I can't just find my ground because I'm always having to shift. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's it's um, it's not some, it's um, anybody that's being an entrepreneur has to accept that when they get with somebody to learn something, they're going to have to parlay that. It's not going to be the thing. Does that sound right? Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And, and I think there's that you kind of, I like the legs, you know, find your legs, find your grounding. Um, we think that there's so much, there's so much, it's been elevated to such a position of, okay, that's what I've got to do of the go, 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 go. Otherwise I'm wasting time. I'm wasting effort. You know, I, I'm doing this. And so we don't pause. And in a sense, I think we numb ourselves out by always working. Like when I first had to sit down and start, like when I, um, you know, after our daughter was born and I talked about taking a day off for her birth, um, I went through some tough stuff, you know, I had to personally develop. I, I got brought a coach on for my mind, you know, my mindset, um, working through a lot of uh, personal stuff and sitting quietly in the morning without like reaching over and grabbing my phone. feels weird. It feels weird if you're not used to it. Like our, my mind was comforted by the chaos because I didn't have to think about the things that really mattered. Right. And so we run from that. We run from the, the responsibility of having to, to face the things that are really happening in our mind by just running from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. Running, by, running from thing to thing, getting away from what the real root cause is. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's still a work in progress, right? I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's, that's where addictions come out. You know, that, that's one way that addictions, one thing that they stem from. For me, social media was a massive addiction, just scrolling. Cause I didn't, I, I was overwhelmed with what was going on in my business. And funny enough, I thought, well, I did use business, uh, Facebook for business. And so it felt like I was doing work, but really I was just numbing out. Right. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of that. And I think that, um, as the, as a collective, I think that we all are kind of recognizing that as well. 
Um, and I think that that's why it's important to kind of be around other entrepreneurs and have these conversations and, and have these kind of podcasts. You know, sometimes they go in different directions. I try to open them up and, and kind of be like, this could go technical or so. But I think that sometimes they flow and say, wait a minute here. And I think that in this conversation, um, the way that it kind of laid out, it wasn't intentional, is that you're, you're a pretty cool guy who has a lot of different skill sets that you can play off of. Um, and, and even from the background, I kind of anchored it in that area, but I think it's awesome how you shifted away from what you were going to be to what you're are today. And I think that's mm -hmm. the story that people really need to hear, you know, like, okay, wait a minute. I was this person and now I'm this person. And, and, and that's the, the transition, but there was a risk there. You took that risk, you know? And it's ever evolving. It's ever evolving, Jason. You know, it's because you can get to a point and it's like, okay, sweet. I'm firing all cylinders. But then you don't keep planting those seeds and then eventually the gas runs out and you're back to where you started. So you've, it, it's, it's a tricky balance. You know, you've got to invest in yourself. You've got to invest in, in, you know, moving forward and learning to overcome the next thing. Right. Because as you level up, it's, it's just a bigger demon waiting around the corner. And I, I talk about a lot. It's like, where's the energy? And in, in, I'm pretty energy. Like, I just, I don't know. I just have a way of just being able to kind of connect in that way. Um, so yeah. I have to be very careful. I have to be very careful um, and kind of be aware of what it's like in that energy. And I think that uh, I think I just think everybody's recognizing that more and more, especially as, as people are out there trying things. Right. I mean, there's yep. a lot. There's a lot of people out here working and trying to make it work. And once they do, they get this, this, this success story like yours. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What would uh, how, how could people contact you? What's the what's the uh, best ways to contact you and then how can you service them because it's like a great guy. So if they have a, a need. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. So I mean, bluecrocus.ca okay. is, is our, our brand website. I'm going to go ahead and do this for you real quick. Um, B L U C R O C U S solutions, right? B R U C U C R O C U S. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's our website. .ca, not .com. Um, and then I'm Lewis Vandervalk on Facebook. I'm probably the most active on Facebook as a social media channel. Um, Instagram is, I'm working on, on getting that up. You can find me on LinkedIn as well under Lewis Vandervalk. Um, and I just bought a domain, lewisvandervalk.com. So I'm basically going to have everything I'm involved in, you know, the podcasts and whatnot. So you can kind of connect with me on a more personal brand side of things. But yeah, that, that's how you reach out. You know, shoot me a message, um, call me, email me. It's it, all that info is out there. You can uh, reach out if you need help. And, and if you know someone that needs help, you know, we have referral fees as well. Amazing, man. Incredible guest. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks a lot, man. Awesome. I appreciate nice. it, Jason. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.